Comics Online, dude, speaking of comics, perfect segue. Comics Online, a serious comic anchor geek pop culture website. I like this. I like hearing stories like this. Yeah, it makes you feel good inside. It makes you feel good inside. It, makes, it gives me hope, man. Entrepreneurs everywhere. People are like putting their dreams to work for them. Here's people, our generation figuring out, and even the younger generation figuring out, I'm going to figure out what I like to do and earn off of that. That's how I'm going to, never mind getting a job, waiting for a handout or something like that. This cat's like, I like comics. I'm going to turn it into my fucking life's business. That does it for me. Kevin Goswan is a true goddamn American hero. Yes. Right up there with that guy that landed the plane safely. <laughs> yes. Sully. He's like Sully. He's the next Sully. This motherfucker should be on Oprah. Today, Kevin continues to recruit other like-minded geeks to join him on his quest to become the best geek pop culture site on the interwebs. <clears throat> At comicsonline.com, you'll find Blu-ray and video game reviews as well as exclusive interviews with the best creators and stars. Of all your favorite geek genre TV shows like Doctor Who, Ooh. Stargate, Ooh. and here's one you like, Chuck. As well as uh, uh, movies and games of all genres. Speaking of Comic-Con, join Comics Online in San Diego July 15th for the annual Comic Concert. This is badass. Featuring geek rock artists, including random gibberish and some surprise celebrity guests. They gotta get MC Chris on there. Yes. Uh, to celebrate, Comics Online has a contest Enter to win one of 37 prizes. Oh. From limited edition Comic-Con t-shirts to DVDs, Blu-rays, comics, and video games. For all the rules, sign in to ComicsOnline.com or like Comics Online at Facebook or follow these motherfuckers on Twitter at Comics Online. Just as the way as it sounds is how it's spelled. If you like uh, Kevin Smith, if you like your shit, Kevin Smith 30, listen to the Comics Online podcast. Available on iTunes for slightly less anal lingus. Read the reviews and watch the interviews at comicsonline.com. Comics Online. Everything geek pop culture. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. Converting earthy language into thrust. As you kneel before Ozawa, Legend of Zelda's turn to dust. Podcasting from the future like your time was dead and gone. And we rock the best site like ComicsOnline.com. Level 12 cybernetics, vibranium power acts. You communicate with snail mail while we wireless adapt. We are more than easy eyes. We descend to blow your spot. You're a copy of better tech like your name was GoBots. You hoping for iTunes, but little noob, you in the danger zone. We're all the best leaders like Sepinter on his throne. Written by Stan the Man. Don't you ever try to serve the new guys of this book like we were drawn by Jack Kirby. Hunger like Sinistar, consumer culture, then Galactus. Final Fantasy domination with our super geeky tactics. From the days of Marconi to Buffalo Loud and Best in City. You can hear us on every radio, so get in Vice City. From leaping tall builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. Hello again and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 12, Episode 9. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, but instead of our usual group of podcasters, we've got something a bit different in store for you. As you may know, this past year, Comics Online went global. I know not all of you live in San Diego or San Francisco or New York or any of the other cities whose conventions we've covered over the years. Last year at Comic-Con 2011, we met Aussie Dave. Uh, you, you, you may have uh, listened to that podcast uh, at our annual comic concert, and soon after we drafted him into being our first staff member in Australia. Uh, today, Comics Online has grown to four staffers 
in Australia. And uh, not only reports from there, but from uh, a full three content, contents, continents. Uh, not only North America and Australia, but also Asia as well. Um, as a side note, in case it needs to be said, we're all fans first, so you know we're in this to collect them all. So, uh, other continents, you're next. So, in April, uh, Aussie Dave, that is to say Dave Lobato and Jaden Leggett, covered their first convention for Comics Online. This was the Supernova Comics Expo in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. And uh, they came back with a lot of coverage. There's, uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, but uh, we, we thought you might like to hear a panel or two from that show. So, uh, so who better to focus on um, uh, from that show but the beautiful and talented companion from the Firefly class Starship Serenity uh, or the alien visitor leader from the V reboot. Um, and uh, we, we will get back to within a couple of episodes to our usual stuff, our usual podcast. But uh, we hope you enjoy this in the meantime. Um, and, and let us know, seriously. Just uh, get, uh, you know, get up on the Twitters, get up on our Facebook and, and let us know uh, what you think. Or you can always email us, of course, at podcast at comicsonline.com. Uh, so uh, with that said, Ladies and gentlemen, nerds and geeks of all ages and species, we will uh, return to your regularly scheduled Comics Online podcast after a few episodes. But today, we humbly present Morena Baccarin. I would like you to welcome to the stage, Miss Morena Shall we? Uh, yes, you. I'm going to come to you. 
But uh, I will be asking you to come for me. You know what's coming, don't you? Well, you do serenity too. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to do my opening spiel. Ready? Serenity 2, let's be honest, will probably not happen because it's very hard to get everybody together and Universal didn't feel it did well enough for a sequel. Um, Firefly's not coming back. I hate to break it to you guys. It's been 10 years. Um, you know, I would be a really aging prostitute. It would not be good. Glass. Well, do I have to spell it out? Um, so let's not ask about whether or not Firefly's coming back. What did, I love that Joss in an interview recently said, you know, a lot of things would have to happen. Number two would be Castle would have to be canceled and Homeland would have to be canceled. So. Oh, I just wanted to know, how did you feel in V when Jane Badler joined the cast and finding it and then having to kill her? I, I have to say that was one of the best lines I think ever written in television. That's how you kill your mother. Um, I was actually saw her last night at her house. Um, she lives here and uh, she's still talking about that scene. She's like, I can't believe you killed me. <laughs> uh, I was really thrilled to find out that she was joining the show. I think it was a really great idea. Um, for the older fans of, of the you know the, the original show to be able to, to kind of bridge the gap between the old and the new um, show, so it was it was great. It was a lot of fun for me to get to work with her, and and then Mark Singer, of course, to come on the show as well. Um, it's too bad that we got canceled before he got to come back for real, but I do have a photo with the two of them, which is one of my prized possessions. Hi, Marina. Uh, do you souvenir any props or costumes of anything you work on, like say Firefly? For example, um, we already were asking about that in a Nathan uniform. Um, I, yes, I have the I have the the bowl, the big porcelain bowl that we used in Heart of Gold that I had with water when I was helping um, one of those whores. What was her name? Give birth. Pet. Pet. What's her name? Petaline. Um, see, it's been ten years. Um, what else do I have? I have teacups from my room. Um, I didn't keep any clothes because I wasn't allowed to, and now I hear they're auctioning them off online. Mm. But yes, I kept things. Have you all left, Marina? Yes. Hello, and welcome to Australia. Thank you. Uh, you've played some amazing roles. Thank and, you. Um, I don't know if I expect for anyone else, but we've really enjoyed watching them. Is there anything you would like to play? Is there anything that you'd like to do, like a superhero? For example, a superhero? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to play a superhero. Um, any of them will do. Um, I, I, Catwoman has actually always been a favorite of mine, but I think that's been played now a little too many times, so I won't be doing that, but Wonder Woman, of course, would be great. Um, there's a lot of them out there. Um, I, I'm a big Shakespeare fan. I would love to do a Shakespeare movie. I think that'd be really fun. Um, I'm, as you, as you can probably tell, attracted to interesting female characters, both strong and weak, but mostly strong. So anything with a good female lead. Not interesting male characters? <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> what's your name? Stephen. Stephen, what's your question for Marina? Um, when shooting Firefly, what was your favorite episode? Um, my favorite episode to shoot was Out of Gas. I thought that was really cool because it gave a history of all the characters. And I especially like that scene where Nathan and I meet for the first time, and he starts the insults right then and there. <laughs> what's your name, sir? Reese. Reese, what's your question? Um, if you had, um, if you had the chance to work with Joss again, would you? 
no. <laughs> of course. In a heartbeat, I would drop everything. I would get home and cancel. Dave has a question. Hi. Have you uh, seen the episode of Hassel where um, Nathan wears his Mel uniform? Have I seen that episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Nathan, slow down there. But it, it was a time and a place. No, I'm kidding. It was great. It was really, really fun. Hi, Marina. Just wondering, what was it like when you, you're starting a new show like, like Firefly or Homeland as opposed to rebooting a show such as V? Um, you know, with V, there was a lot of trepidation from fans. You know, they just weren't sure if they were going to like it as much as the original. Um, I knew it was going to be better because it was the 80s, guys. <laughs> you see those special effects? <laughs> Um, no, I'm joking. I love the original. I grew up on it. Um, but it was, everybody was a little bit worried and a little scared that, you know, maybe we weren't going to live up to it. And we weren't trying to do the exact same show. And that's what we, we prepped the, you know, before the, sh the show premiered. We were doing a lot of interviews prepping people and saying, you know, we're not trying to replace it. We love the show. We just want it to keep going. And we changed it up a bit and made it two female leads and, and you know, made it current. And it was, it was more about modern day world and the, the dangers of, you know, it was making sort of a parallel with terrorism in the world we live in now, so it was relevant. Hi Marina, um, as someone that's been able to work on the big screens, the small screens, and do sort of live theatre productions, which is the one you prefer and why? I like a little bit of everything. Um, I, you know, for different reasons, the theatre I enjoy because for the same reason that I really love doing these panels, actually, um, is that it's anything can happen. Uh, you're you don't know and from moment to moment, you know what's going to go wrong or right, and you have to find yourself out of very strange situations sometimes. And it's also really fun to play pranks on people when you're on stage because they can't do anything about it, um, and it's fun to watch them squirm. Um, and then I love doing TV because you get to create a little family and have a character that you get to explore over a long period of time and then a film sort of a shorter version of that which is really intense really fast um, and just you know a different technique you played a, a sex worker a transsexual and a battered wife what's the hardest role you've played and why what was the last one battered wife a battered wife um, <laughs> Um, the transsexual was in Philadelphia, right? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> you were referring to an RO or any other of my characters. Um, they're all great for different reasons. Um, some more fun than others for obvious reasons. Uh, I'm so excited that I got to play a transsexual because nobody would ever cast me as that and it was a blast. Um, and the role I'm in now is really difficult for, you know, it's, it's depth and, you know, it's scary to go to those emotional places, but it's also really challenging, which I, which I really love. Hey, Marina. Hi. Um, I wanted to know, as you were saying before, you know, Firefly and Serenity won't be coming back, but I wanted to know um, if they ever had, uh, where, where do you see the story going from where Serenity left off? Where do you um, see it? In your mind, where do you see that story continuing from you know, where, 
for a woman? Well, lucky for you guys, I'm not a writer. Uh, I'm terrible at it. I would not, it's why I act. I have no idea, and I'm amazed every time we get a script um, for any show I'm on that the story goes where it goes. I think it would be fun to see all of the relationships that we started to explore get explored further. Um, everybody wanted to see Malin and Ari get together, but at the same time, not. <laughs> you know, it's that thing that once you do it, it's over. Uh, so it would, it would, I think it would be fun to continue to see Nathan squirm <laughs> and be less smart than Anara. But that's just me. Hello. Um, what's your favorite aspect of? It's a really hard question. I love the show very much. Um, I think the material, uh, it's, it's really, it surprises me every every time I show up to work. And, uh, you know, I, I, the scripts are incredible. And then you go to work and you speak to the writers and the director and as you're working on a scene and new things reveal themselves. And um, I wish we had so much more time to shoot. I feel like we could explore so much more. And the, the actors are all really, really nice and amazing to work with. And have to go to very, very vulnerable places together, and everybody's incredibly professional and willing to explore the dark places, so it's intense. Hey there. Um, if you could be a guest star in any existing show, which would you pick? Downton Abbey. <laughs> Hi. Um, Roderick, what's it like to work with Damien Lewis, and does he always get mixed between the American accent he actually stays in an American accent the whole time we're working. So even when we're at the craft service table eating a donut, he is speaking in an American accent, which is really confusing because I'll hang out with him all day and then at the end of the long day, we'll all go get a beer and he's suddenly British. And I'm like, wait a second, who are you? What have you done with Damien? He's really great at the accent. I think he does an incredible job and he's a really, really sweet guy. You know, we, we play really hard and then we work really hard. Um, Usually our scenes are very difficult, so there's not a lot of joking around going on on set when we're there, but um, with our kids, we have a really, really fun time. We've done the episode where we did a road trip to Gettysburg. There's a lot of goofing around in the car. We had a lot of scenes where we were driving and we had this little camera and we were just goofing off and being silly and it was really great. In Alan's gone through some very emotional moments throughout. Sorry, I don't see you. Oh, yes, hi. Alan's gone through some really emotional moments throughout the course of Firefly and Serenity. As the actress, do you ever kind of feel similarly to your characters? There's definitely experiences that I've had that I draw upon for all of my characters. Um, sometimes you have to imagine things, so you do your best at that. Um, I can't think too much about bringing my experiences to my characters because then I think I would feel too self-conscious and too vulnerable and not want to do a certain role. If I imagine that it's happening to somebody else, then I can then I can do it, if that makes sense. Um, you've talked a lot about all the pranks and stuff that's happened on set, but I'm just wondering, on Firefly, I've heard that Nathan was the worst prankster. I'm just wondering, what was the best prank that got played on you and did you ever get your own back? 
life, like your character went through a lot of changes. Um, how many of them were directed from you or Joss Whedon? How much control did you have? I had no control whatsoever. If anybody's ever met Joss, he's a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> he likes his stories, he tells them very well. I wouldn't change a single thing about what he's done. Um, so I would say that's all him. All I brought was this and this. Hey, uh, what was it like playing Stargate and especially playing Ball? It was really fun to play Ball. Um, I spent some time with Cliff and watching him and see what he does and just so I could, you know, do it well. Uh, and it was, it was really fun. It was a fun challenge to do that. Hi. Um, I, I, I've enjoyed your voice acting jobs that you've done in the past. I was just wondering if you were approached to do those characters or if it was something you sought out and if you could look forward to any more in the future. I would love to do more. It's really fun to roll into a booth in your pajamas and be able to do a voice. It's the best thing ever. Um, I, yeah, I was approached by Warner Brothers. Uh, they loved, they were a big fan of Firefly and I think Adam does a voice and Nathan does a voice and who else from our show? Gina, maybe? Um, so it, you know, they, they're a big fan of ours. They just approached us about doing it. Um, I think we can all agree that you're fantastic. Thanks. Um, I would like to know, with your two distinctly evil characters, um, Anna and Adria, um, do you have a certain process you have to get into or develop those characters? To get my evil on? <laughs> um, you know, with both of those characters are very distinct, and their clothes are very distinct, the way they look. And for me, as soon as I put all of that on, as soon as I had it all together and then read the script, it, it kind of came out. And you, I go first with gut, with what I think it should be, and then I work backwards from there. So if something's missing, then I'll tweak this or that or whatever direction I get. Um, but it was about really seeing those, that persona and then bringing what I wanted to the character, and it all kind of came together, luckily. I feel like it's always luck for me. Hi. Hi. Um, so as it's your first time in Australia, how do you handle your accent? I love the accent. It's really fun. It's cute. That I don't mean to be patronizing. <laughs> I think Americans sound like idiots. Um, it's just really nice to hear something different. I have a hard time understanding sometimes though because you guys mumble. <laughs> I don't mumble at all. Sorry, you're sitting there with your hand up, and it looked like you wanted to ask a question, but he just didn't. He just had his hand up. It's a Why not? Why not? Here we go, over here. Yeah, I'm just wondering how well you uh, got along with the Stargate cast. Um, the original, when they first teamed up, uh, I've heard that they all got along very well. Then went Ben Browder and Claudia Cunham. Claudia Blake came along, formerly of another sci-fi show. They seemed to build in very well. You came along from Firefly, but then again, you were the enemy on the other side. Did you, how well did you socialise on, as, you know, working with the people? Did you work well? Did you get along? Did you fit in? Did you feel like... Do you really think I'm going to tell you the truth? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it was really fun. They were, you know, a very tight-knit group by the time I got there. They've been doing, I think, nine seasons together. Um, I hung out a lot with Claudia. 
off screen. Um, she had me over to her house, and I met her baby and her husband, and they cooked dinner for me. I was there all by myself in Vancouver, and uh, they were very sweet to me. Um, you know, everybody else was incredibly nice, and we hung out, the whole cast hung out a lot on set. You know, we would go to our chairs and, and, and hang out, and, and they said mostly when they're just alone, they go back to their trailers and they're bored, but when there's people and guests that they want to talk to, they hang out, so it was very sweet of them to, to make me feel welcome. Um, would you rather be attacked by one horse-sized duck or 20 duck-sized horses? <laughs> <laughs> best question I've ever had. <laughs> best. You win the prize. Um, 20 duck-sized horses. Why? Keep them all. <laughs> My hot pink heels. Um, with V, towards the end, it got kind of depressing because you always won. I think throughout the entire second season, um, the good guys kept being knocked back and all that sort of thing. Do you know if um, if that was something that was going to be turned around, if it got renewed? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, at the very end of the last episode, they, you found out that there was this whole other underground fifth column. Um, thank God, because Elizabeth Mitchell was getting tired. Um, and I think that that would have been a bigger challenge come the third season, is I would have, there would have been more of a fight. You're right, I mean, nobody can beat Anna, though. Would have been tough. Hi, Miranda. Uh, what are your favorite Shakespearean roles, and have you taken part in any of Joss's Shakespeare readings? I have. Joss does quite a bit. I haven't done them in a while, because I keep getting jobs out of town, but um, I read Juliet and with Neil Patrick Harris reading Romeo. It was really, really fun. I know. It was really fun. It was a total, total blast. Um, I believe we did Midsummer Night's Dream as well, and Hamlet. Um, it was great. It was, it, they were so much fun. I would love to play Cleopatra. I would love to play, um, I'm kind of over Midsummer Night's Dream, sorry. Um, Juliet is a role that I would love to play on stage, but yeah, hitting a little bit up there to be able to do it. Um, what else? Who would I love? Saint Catherine. Um, yeah. Anyway, and if you don't know what Shakespeare will do. Oh, hi, Marina. Hi. Um, I saw likely where V was going. I wanted you to take over it, but I wanted to know: um, Do you have any plans for the third season? Were they? Did they actually plan it? Did they get to that stage? Or? Um, I'm sure someone was planning it, um, but I'm not involved in that process. So as soon as we wrap the season, I go home, and then they tell me whether or not to show up for work again. And it's very sad that you know it ended up so unfinished like that. I wish we'd had a little bit of a heads up that it was going to kind of come back so we could have wrapped up the story for you guys. It's very frustrating. Hi, Marina. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to know if you thought, like, if um, Nathan Millian as Mouse met you as the Queen in V, what do you think would happen with that if he was the hero trying to stop the whole situation? Now that would be comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been a little nervous. I'm gonna say that. Uh, my tail might have been intimidating. He might have cut it off. 
He might have fallen in love with a lizard. <laughs> That's what would happen. No, he didn't. Come on. <laughs> seeing as it's your first time in Australia, have they tried um, to get you to eat Vegemite yet? Try to get me what? To eat Vegemite. You'll never, ever, ever get to eat that. I tried it once in the States and I almost threw up. Do not. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's salty. It doesn't make any sense. What? Right on that. Hi, a lot of actors seem to start when they're very young. I was just wondering what was your first break or your first job in acting? I was old. I was 20. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize I wanted to act until I was in high school and then um, I was a good student and decided thought going to college was a good thing and I don't think that's the path for everybody but for me it was the right thing to do and so I went to Juilliard, which is a conservatory in New York, and I studied acting. And as soon as I graduated, I was lucky enough to start working. And, and that was my first, my first job was at 20 when I graduated. I got um, an, an independent film called Way Off Broadway, which was my first movie. Hi, Marina. Hi. Um, will you be able to tell us what's going on in the next upcoming season two of Homeland? I'm telling you everything. Here we go. <laughs> so. You would kill me. You don't want to know. You want to be surprised. And I don't know, actually. I haven't gotten a script yet. Um, I know that we pick up not where we left off. A few, it's a, a few years have passed. Um, and Brody has continued down the political track. And so I'm being the dutiful wife and standing by him. However, the relationship between him and um, Carrie Matheson doesn't necessarily end. Um, they're they're going to explore that dynamic. I'm not sure to what extent, but uh, that's still going to be going on. And hopefully that means I get to spend some time with Mike Faber. Right? I mean, when you see that, you're like, why isn't she with that guy? <laughs> Hi. Uh, Hi. So, recent uh, transfer from Australia, I totally understand what the cult of Vegemite uh, recent transplant to Australia. You might try Tim Tams, though. Uh, I want to Tim Tams. I love those. Those are great. <laughs> uh, but the question I have for you was, uh, you know, you've been in front of the camera for, for quite a while, and I was just wondering if you had any aspirations to be doing directing or producing or anything along those lines. I'm a little bit of a control freak, and I think I would really enjoy producing. Um, I'm also very organized. Type A, I think is what you'd call me. But I, I, I would like to... I don't know. Never say never. Um, right now, I'm not interested in directing. Um, I am interested in creating something, whether it would be producing or writing something. Um, but, you know, you never know. Uh, B versus the or I. Who wins? B. <laughs> hands, hands down. You're just prettier. Look <laughs> at Laura Vanderwood. You know, just pretty. Hi, Marina. Uh, welcome to Australia. I was just wondering, as an actress, do you watch yourself on film? How do you grow for you as an artist? It's very painful to watch myself on film. Um, I don't like how I sound. I don't like what faces I make. But it's helpful because um, in a show like Homeland, for example, there, there's so much subtext and so much going on in the scene. And I will think about something in the moment. And I, I just want to know, I want to see if what I'm doing is coming across. And if it doesn't, then it's information for me on how to do it better next time. So that's why I watch myself. 
And then I learned a lot by watching other actors and watching other actors work. Watching Claire Danes work is an incredible honor. Um, she's so smart and intuitive, and um, it's watching her work, I feel like by osmosis, I can become a better actor. You were saying before about going to Johnson Shakespeare reading from that. Um, I wanted to know, were there, were there ever any plans for you to be in uh, Much much Ado About Nothing, the version that he made? Oh yeah, I heard he was doing that. I would love to do that, but I have a little show called Homeland that keeps me <laughs> occupied. Um, that is a really, really great play, though, um, and I would love to do it. I don't know, is it Rosalind? Who's the woman in that? I think it's Rosalind. Beatrice, that's right, Beatrice. Yeah, I mean, it would be a great role. Uh, you're working on, you have worked with a couple of Australian actors, Claudia Black being one of them, but what was it like working on the uh, Mixed List? It was great. Simon Baker is just so ugly though, so it's really hard to look at him every day. It was nice. It was, uh, I really enjoyed that show, and uh, getting to come back the second time was, was even more fun. It's a really fun role. Uh, they wrote me a really spicy little character. Um, I hope I get to come back again, <laughs> and maybe this time I'll be in Rio or something. Um, it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. They're they're all really special people. Hi, Lydia. Hi. Hi. Where are you? Yeah. I was just wondering, um, because you know games like Halo are somehow being made into movies, if Mass Effect, the franchise, was ever made and it was in live action, who would you see yourself playing if you were approached? Sorry, I don't know what. <laughs> Sorry, I don't play games. That's so okay. really boring. I cook and read books. Um, the writing on Homeland obviously was a big attraction to being part of the show, and the casting of that is kind of amazing. You've got Manny Petit in here, it's just incredible. And Claire Danes, the best chin wobble cry in the history of television. Um, did you have to fight for that role? A little bit. Um, what happened was I was obviously waiting for me to come back and found out that the show was unfortunately cancelled and um, you know suddenly found myself an unemployed actor again and my manager smartly had been tracking that show because she really liked the pilot and um, I seem to always be the person they call when they're rehiring <laughs> when they're recasting somebody and this is how I got Firefly. Um, and so they were, that's exactly what happened, is they had cast the, that role of Jessica Brody and they were replacing the person, sadly, and um, it was literally just the good timing. I hung up the phone from me being canceled, I picked up the phone, and they were like, well, you know, we need you to come in for this other role. And uh, I read it, absolutely fell in love with the character. Um, had a, I first had to have a meeting in Showtime. You know, she's the mother of a 16-year-old, <laughs> so it's a little bit of a stretch. Um, and. You know, I had to prove that I was mature enough and had the emotional depth to be able to play this role. And so after that, I had to audition for it and read with the actors and, you know, I had to go through a series of steps. And they say that, you know, it was a no-brainer for them. And I'm like, well, I wish you had told me that when I first went in for my meeting. <laughs> I wouldn't have been so nervous. And I was sure that I didn't get the job after my audition. I just really thought I blew it. I have no meter whatsoever for whether I've done a good job or not. This is the final question. Oh, no. no pressure. No pressure at all. Um, you said before you liked in Firefly watching Nathan and your characters um, squirm around each other. Do you have an opportunity to watch Castle and are you enjoying watching that same sort of 
dynamic backwards and forwards and yeah, it's a, it's a really fun show. They do that really, really well. Um, she's gorgeous, and I think it's she's a good match for Nathan's character. So it's it's fun to watch. I think that they have a good dynamic together. I'm a little bit jealous. I will admit, I would like to have that banter with him. But you know, you never know. We get to do that with each other in real life, so it's fun. Now, before we go, you did say pose again. For everyone. Okay. Okay. I just want to say one yep. thing. Do it. I almost didn't make it here again. <laughs> I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter. You should. Um, I had I, I booked a trip. It happened last minute because somebody canceled, thankfully. And uh, I was packing and received a notice in the mail to appear for jury duty. <laughs> and I had postponed so many times because I've been away shooting that I had to show up. They wouldn't, they wouldn't take no for an answer. Showed up and I told the woman there, I said, look, I, I have a flight. And she said, just sit down. You know, you've got to wait your turn like everybody else. I was like, I know, but can I postpone? No. Okay, well, I have a flight. Do I take a gamble? She's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Okay. I sit there all day on Monday. I think the day, the day ends at about 4 p.m., 3.45 call me in a jury. Come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. And I said, all right, I have this, I have my itinerary though. I have a flight tomorrow at 7 p.m. And she said, don't worry, just show the judge. He'll be sympathetic and you'll leave. Great, I show up at 9 a.m. They pile everybody into a room. I'm like, I have, they're like, sit down. You gotta follow the rules like everybody else. Okay. Sitting in a pool of 30 people that they're then gonna pick their 12 jurors for. Well, I guess, guess who gets picked first? That would be me. I sit down. Each side, the you know the plaintiff side and the defendant side gets to question me, and I am trying my damnedest to be controversial. I'm like, I don't like that person because of this reason. I don't like so and so because of that. I am a jerk. I am this. I am that. Thank God nobody had a camera. Sure enough, they pick the next person, the next person, the next person. They don't release me. They release about seven, eight, nine people. I'm still sitting there. This time it's three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm going. I'm sorry, I, 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 Your Honor, can I, I, I need to raise my hand, and they're like looking around like nobody's ever asked to speak to the judge before. This is like in a courtroom setting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, Your Honor, I, I must appeal to you. Um, I have a flight in um, four hours to Australia. I can't be replaced. There are lots of people who have bought tickets to see me. He goes, stop. I don't care. You need to sit there and go through the process like everybody else. <laughs> At which point, I just started crying. <laughs> and that is how you play it. <laughs> About 10 minutes later, I got released. So I'm here because I cried.
Giant boobs. Swag. Swag. Giant boobs. Swag. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast are their own and do not represent those of comics online, any other participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less Australian comic cons. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart, sexy fans who appreciate foul language, train companions, Fighting sarcasm and everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast copyright Comics Online. You can't stop this signal. Giant or boobs, swag, 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 a thousand times over. Giant boobs, swag, a thousand times over. Giant or boobs, swag, 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 a thousand times over.